Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Miss Eha, Journey with Trisha podcast, coming live from Mobile, Alabama. As always, I am super duper excited to be in the building with Black Excellence. You know, you got to be to sit at the table with me. Go ahead and give you our medical disclaimer real quick. And then I'm going to introduce everybody that we have here tonight. These beautiful, beautiful um, Black women sitting here with me tonight. Neither myself, Patricia Reed, a.k.a. Miss Eha Dejanenez, Journey with Trish, Help Assist Hour, or any other affiliates like myself who has no filter, are here to give you any type of medical or psychiatric advice if you're having any type of emergency in that nature. Of that nature, I'll defer you to your emergency room. Uh, or call your primary or psychiatric provider. Okay, I'm not your provider tonight. How y'all doing? Doing good. Feeling good. Yeah. So our topic tonight is going to be this is part two of filter or no filter. Please take this opportunity to like, comment, follow, and share so we can reach as many people as we can, male and female tonight, because it's it's actually quite sensitive um, with our black men as well. And so we want to make sure we can reach everybody. So do us that favor. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell them who you are, ma'am. Hello, my name is Erica Lanes, mm -hmm. and I am considered a leadership lane driver. That is right. I work with different individuals and organizations who are interested in leadership development, and I'm also an author. Okay. And the name of your book is? The name of my book is My Selfie Needs No Filter. All right. There's also a Facebook group, a website. And that's right. That's right. We have a Facebook group, My Selfie Needs No Filter, a website, MySelfieNeedsNoFilter.com. Um, we have apparel and books. Our books are sold in six different countries with all of the accompanying cities that go along with that. So you can purchase them at your favorite retail stores, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon, Walmart, things of that nature. Okay, and we'll remind you guys of that a little bit later. We'll also have Erica after the show um, go back and drop those links in the comments section. Okay. Um, everybody should know we got Miss Shay in the building. That's my oldest daughter, Queen Shamaya Scott. What's up with the gang? And who do we have over here? My name is Kennedy Thomas. I'm an 18-year-old makeup artist, and I'm also Miss Erica's assistant. So excited to have you in the building so that we can go ahead and take this clink, clink, clink off so that we can have um, somebody in here to give us the point of view of somebody from your, your age population. So thank you for joining us tonight. So again, our topic tonight is selfie or, I'm sorry, filter or no filter. I, I hope you can see us and hear us. Okay, it's, we're, you know, we don't have our headphones and all that. Uh, DJ Tech is in Mexico. But when I tell you Girl Power stepped in and we we got it done tonight. So that's right, that's thank right. you for all your help. <laughs> yes. So I want to know a little bit about, um, feel like, I keep wanting to say filter, no filter. Mm -hmm. My selfie needs no filter. And how you came up with that, that concept. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that really got my attention, and I believe it was Miss America 2019, the one who jumped to her death, who killed herself. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, very well known, extremely smart and intelligent. And it was such a shock. It just really just shook everyone who loved and adored her. And it really got my attention, that thing specifically. But 
when we started looking a little bit more closely to, to her situation and then some of the other situations that were going on around not only the celebrity population, but just even on a local level, there's so many girls who suffer with self-esteem and self-confidence issues. And these are girls who are leaders in their schools, in their communities. They're beautiful. Um, they carry themselves, you know, the way that some of us probably wish that we did at their age um, and just get a lot of respect. And these are the ones that are real, that were really struggling. And so I just felt like, you know, as a community leader, as mm -hmm. a previous school teacher, um, and yeah, I taught eighth grade. I taught eighth grade um, in Escambia County. And um, I, I felt like we needed to do something. And so um, I came up with the idea in my think tank, which is my shower. I get my best ideas from my shower. <laughs> I was in my shower and I was thinking about what it was that we can do. And that was how, you know, I started coming up with the idea of a back to school conference for, for girls. And everything just started kind of falling into place. I was like, man, self-esteem. We keep hearing that was like a buzzword. Mm -hmm. Self-love, self-care. Everybody wants to practice self-care, mm -hmm. right? So it just started to just evolve and it grew into my selfie. Me no filter, just being authentically you, despite what is going on around you, despite what society, you know, identifies as the standard of beauty, mm -hmm. understanding that your authenticity is what makes you unique and understanding that your beauty is from the inside out. And there you have it. Like, we really don't even have to continue with the podcast. <laughs> at this I mean, point. Let me get you, Erica, to switch us over so that we can to see this week's episode if you can figure it out switch this over uh -huh. because it's like still on last week's episode okay um okay so um that is exactly what i wanted to talk about tonight everybody the fact that and you know you kind of hate to call it a craze you know or fad but self-love and you know practicing self-care and all these things over the past few years, especially since the pandemic, uh, there's been like an increase in self-love um, coaches and mm -hmm. self-care co coaches. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I just feel like some people just woke up and decided they needed something to do. And so they said, <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm serious. Yeah. But over the past, few months and actually in doing this I have learned so much more about myself mm. um and even I've changed if, if you don't already know I'm a, a nurse practitioner a psychiatric mm. nurse practitioner mm -hmm. and so I've even changed some of my practices in the way that I promote mm. um self-love and and self-care because you you hit it on the nail Self-love and self-care start with your self-esteem. Yeah. Your self-esteem is totally mental. Okay. It all comes from the inside. Um, you know, we say things like I'll see people going and telling somebody that says, you know what, I just um I just hate my hair. Mm. And so we've gotten a lot of people have gotten on this bandwagon of saying. Well, your hair is beautiful. You shouldn't hate your hair. You like, you should love. You have to love everything about you, right? Mm -hmm. And I found that to me, and this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we were forcing people 
to lie and not be comfortable enough to say, I don't like, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, none of us are perfect. Like, right? Right. But we're, we're perfect for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll have this friend group or, you know, this relationship and we'll be perfect for each other. But there's always going to be some flaws in everything. Right. Yes. So I just want us to be more careful in making somebody think that they have to say that they like something. If they, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I did and, and um, I kind of wanted it to be and I'm, I'm glad you guys are here because I'll ask you the question. I asked myself. What so what what do you actually like about you and what do you not like? Like that's been going through my head over the past few days. So are you comfortable with telling us and being transparent about what do you like about Kennedy? Are you introduced yourself, right? Yes, ma'am. What do you like about Kennedy? I like my confidence. I like the way that I think. I like that I'm mature. And I like that I'm comfortable enough with myself now that I feel like I'm okay to have insecurities, but I don't let those insecurities take over me and like take over the way I look at myself and take over the way how I feel about myself mm -hmm. and how I feel about feeling about myself. Yeah. She's 18. Yeah. Y'all, listen, yeah. we do not give this generation the credit that they deserve. And sometimes I feel like we push our our generation. I don't know how old you are, but I'm almost 50. And I feel like sometimes our generation is pushing our insecurities on to the next generation. And like I do, I think it's making them insecure. Yeah. I agree. I agree too, because a lot of times in households, I feel like parents or elders or whoever say things that, you know how they say, you may not remember what they said, but you remember how it made you feel, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so they say things jokingly. And then over time, those words never really leave your mind. And so then you start to feel those insecurities insecurity within yourself. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like a parent like you know bring your ugly self here you know and it's like it's a joke and you actually think that your child is beautiful but right. then that child is like well dang am i ugly you know yeah. and so when someone out in public says you're so ugly it's like well i think i'm cute but maybe i don't know so yes i do feel like sometimes the older generation can you know be a an impact in terms of the securities and two i want to bring this part up too i feel like like you said earlier, um, self-esteem really starts within yourself. It's mm -hmm. all about how you feel. It starts with your mental. It's so amazing to me how we are so critical of ourselves that when someone gives us a compliment, we can't take yeah, it. Yeah, we don't know how to mm -hmm. take it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you can go to the gas station, like, oh my gosh, your bills are so cute. And what's the first thing she's going to say? I need to get them done. I need uh -huh. a refill, you know? Like, Draw chip on my nails. Yeah. Like, like this wasn't the color that I really wanted. It's like you point out your insecurities or your flaws or your imperfections or whatever before they even have a chance to see them. And it's like, if I told you your nails are cute, I think they're cute, even yeah. though you mm -hmm. may need a, a fill in or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And so, so you have, like I've, I've said on here before, like, just say thank you. Yes. If somebody gives you a compliment, just say thank you. Yeah. So you to tell us what are, what do you like about Shamaya? Um, 
<laughs> well, like my Shamaya. I think I um so we're talking about physical, mentally, like what do you like whatever. about Shamaya? Okay. Um, I feel like I'm a very compassionate person. I like the fact that I'm very caring and when I put my mind on something or to get something done, I can definitely get it done. Um, I like that I get along with people for the most part, you know. I like that I'm dark skinned and I don't mean to make this a color thing, but I really love because I feel like when it comes to, you know, racism and color and skin tone, there's always an, an imbalance sometimes, you know what I mean? So I like to be dark skinned. Okay. I can be cute. So oh, they say the black of the bear. The sweet of the, the juice. How about you, Erica? What do you like about you? Hmm. What do I like about me? One of the things that I that I really love is my ability to go from the how they say the boardroom to the court to the legacy areas. We don't say the community in the hoods anymore. The proper word now is legacy. Well, legacy. Area. Okay. Yeah. No, um, going into the legacy areas. Um, me just being able to really open up and communicate with people from all different backgrounds, socioeconomic statuses. And I feel like I, I'm just a really down-to-earth person. I think that has to do with my Mississippi upbringing as well. Um, and I love being able to connect with the younger generation. Now, I'm not one of those ones who think that I'm just going to stay young forever and that I'm just hip to everything that goes on. Um, but some people consider me a teenage whisperer. And I have the privilege of being able to hear things firsthand from teenagers that their parents don't get an opportunity mm -hmm. to hear. And so I feel that that's somewhat of a gift that I am able to connect with that, with that generation, that population of people. But outside of that, you know, I definitely have a strong um, compassion towards some of everybody. And I love networking. I love, you know, learning new things. I love to read and write and stuff like that so me being able to give back in those capacities i think it's a great gift i definitely appreciate everything you said you. <laughs> the only problem is my adhd i really want to speak on everything i'm afraid i may not recall so just forgive me that's okay but i, I was thinking to myself okay first thing first thing adaptation right so back to the legacy and going to that area i used to think back in the day girl what do you know when i was younger <laughs> i used to <laughs> i used to think that dialogue or dialect really indicated a person's intelligence mm, like how okay. a person speaks determines how intelligent they are mm. and I remember going to this job and it's in healthcare and I remember having a supervisor and it's like she didn't speak the professional way you know mm. but when I tell you she was the most intelligent let's mm. get to I'm about to save this patient's life I'm like okay that just changed my whole perspective. So just kind of relating that to what you said, mm -hmm. I think it's a talent. I think you told me that growing up, it's a talent to be able to adapt to different situations. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, yeah. I can have a conversation with my supervisor and sound like I am the most professional person on earth. But sometimes when I go to parties, it's a little bit, you're not going to get the same person. <laughs> right. So I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. I mean, you have to know how to adapt. You do. You it's know, um, and, and especially not, when it comes to teens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not that you're not being real. Right. <laughs> and I think, too, going back to the older generation versus the younger, I think. Older. Am I the older? OK. Um, no, no. Give me the legacy area. 
Okay, so how are we going to say older generation? We're going to say season. 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 Okay. 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 All right. The season generation. Now let's get back to what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's coming. Season. Oh, okay. Teenagers. So the season generation, especially with parents, I feel like a lot of times when you're talking to your, your teenagers, you say things like, I've been there, done that. But when they come and tell you things, sometimes it can come off as judgmental and not so much as like, I'm here to help you and guide you, you know, because I've felt and not necessarily for my mom, but just older people, I'm sorry, seasoned people in general, like, dang, well, if you've been there before and done that before, then how come you don't understand why I'm, you know, making yeah. these decisions, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. And, you know, when, when we talk about things like self-confidence, right? So some people don't, they don't understand the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. Okay. So self-esteem is how you feel about yourself, right? It has a lot to do with body imaging and things like that. Self-confidence is how you feel about your ability to do certain things, right? Mm -hmm. There are two distinctive differences. I have two teenage sons, right? I'm a boy mom, hashtag boy mom. They don't tell me everything. They don't feel comfortable with telling me some stuff. Can you say that one more time? Because there is a population of people who really believe, and there may be a handful, mm -hmm. but for the most part, Children are not, not telling their parents yes. everything. True. It is so, so true. And, you know, I can write the book on self-esteem and all, you know, the five selfie pillars. And I can target or I can work with the young ladies. But then when I go home, I'm just mommy. Different. And she, we've had. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yes. mommy and it's like, I can go out and I can save the world and I can encourage and empower and inspire. And then I come home and it's a totally different vibe. Yes. And yes. I've yes. had sit down conversations with my kids and, you know, I'm able, cause I can put on my mommy hat and I can see, you know, I think that some of this may be, you know, some self-confidence issues going on with my son. So now I'm going through the pages of my book and I'm like, what chapter is this? You don't hurt. Now, if I take the book and put a cover over it mm. and sit down with them, they'll probably be they'll more probably sit down and listen. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of things they do, don't get me wrong, they do, but it does not have the same impact and the same power that it has when I'm able to work with you know, some of the yeah. young ladies. Yeah, yeah. And so you recognize when if your children need to go and sit down with somebody else that they feel more comfortable. Right. Yeah. And open I'm open to, to that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm absolutely open to that. And I tell parents, you know, there may be some things that I talk to your daughter or, you know, whoever it is that I'm working with. There may be some things that I talk with her about that I may not share with you, you know, but then mm -hmm. there may be some things, you know, after I talk to her, I let her know we may have to bring your parent legal guardian or caregiver in on this conversation. Like if she tells me that, you know, that she kissed the girl or something, I'm not going to run out and, you know, grab and call her parent or anything mm -hmm. like that about that. That's something that we can probably, you know, talk about and discuss and, you know, things like that. But now she's talking about suicidal tendency, homicidal tendency, something like, like that. Now that absolutely calls for, you know, some steps, some other steps. So, so I think that as, so can I still say like as a community or do I have to say as a legacy? As, you can say as a community. <laughs> so, so as a community, I do think that we have poured, like we, some parents have taken so much of their energy to tell their children that they're beautiful, to tell them that they're gorgeous, to tell them that they have a nice body, to tell them that you have beautiful hair, right? I think 
that we've done an excellent job there, <laughs> most of them. But where we're failing is the self-esteem part of it. Because when you are telling somebody they're beautiful, oh, you have beautiful hair, you know, or you have great hips, you know, or your teeth are perfect. See, I, and when I say like, as far as me addressing my teens and changing the way I think, it's if you think about somebody who may eventually develop breast cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if all they've heard all their life is I have beautiful hair, you know, we got to stop waiting until somebody gets cancer and has to have chemo to start, to start telling them that they're not their hair. We got to start having that conversation right away. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that comes, you got to educate them and you got to encourage them and you got to build their self-esteem. You got to right. build the inner. Yes. Because I'll tell you, and this is a conversation I have with myself today. I, I have never, ever had like the misfortune of feeling that I was not beautiful, that I was not pretty. My parents did an excellent job there. They did a horrible job with the self-esteem. I'm going to tell you something, being pretty never stopped nobody from mistreating me. Mm. It never stopped anybody from pulling a gun on me. Mm. It never stopped a man from wanting to fight me because I was pretty. You know, they say pretty as girls a lot of times have the lowest self-esteem. We poured so much into them being pretty, but what are we doing to help them, like to help them self-consciously and help their self-confidence and their self-esteem so that they truly do love themselves. Because when I asked you, now you did mention complexion, but when I asked each one of you, what do you like about you? I didn't hear one person say, oh, well, you know, I love that I have thick hair and mm -hmm. I love the shape of my eyes. Most people don't, you know, not at least if not, if you have, you know, great self-esteem. I haven't always had the greatest self-esteem. Yeah. Um, I'll tell everybody that my journey started before I lost weight, right? And I try not to talk about that all the time, but when, like, I literally, I literally had to learn how to love myself, period. Yeah. I had to learn how to love me and not the physical me because Anything could happen next week and I could gain back every pound. Am I going to just all of a sudden start not liking myself right. anymore? Yeah. So you got to make sure that these kids are noticing, recognizing and loving who they are. Yeah. And it's not about the physical appearance. Beauty, like you said, beauty, self-esteem, all of that is, it comes from with the inside. Yeah. Because it's not, if you don't have what you need uh, consciously, Yes. It's not going to stop any. It's not going to it's not going to make you say, you know what? I'm I'm worth too much to stay in this relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not saying, "Oh, well, I yeah, I, I'm I'm too pretty to be in it. I would hope you're not. I'm too pretty to put up with this." Yeah. You know, like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I'm too pretty to to be But how many times have we said it to so our many children? Times. Let's see. To, to people, yeah. you know, you you come on, you're a pretty girl. Why would you for that? Why yeah, you that? Yeah, you're too cute for that. <laughs> Why are you saying that? You too cute for that. Mm -mm. That it, comes from here. It does, and that. So when when we talk about my selfie needs no filter, mm -hmm. we're not talking about the kind of selfies you take with an electronic device. And that's what I wanted everybody to see. So yeah, yeah, we are talking about your internal selfies. 
So your self-esteem, self-confidence, self-respect, self-care, self-love. Those are the kinds of selfies that we address and that we talk about within this framework. Because again, these girls and, and the boys too, they need to understand that your beauty lies within. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that in my generation right now that made one of the biggest impacts with that was Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, she took a stand for herself. She stopped wearing makeup. Mm -hmm. Remember when she did that? She went bare face, right? It was such a big, bold, powerful move. And her message was clear. It was clear. You do not have to have on all this makeup. You don't have to adorn yourself. You don't have to do all these things to feel beautiful. Now, if you if you like wearing makeup, I like wearing makeup. Makeup is fun. It's mm -hmm. fun. We're not saying that there's anything wrong with, with wearing makeup or using a filter. I love a good filter. Makeup and filters are not the enemy. It becomes a problem when it starts to have a certain kind of impact on you to the point where you feel that you can't even walk out your door. This is so good. Y'all should be liking, comment, I'm following, and sharing. You. It's you. so good. <laughs> Sorry. If you, can't, if you can't walk out your door without your lashes on, without your makeup on, because you think that that's what defines your beauty, mm -hmm. that's where the conversations, and we need to take a deeper dive into really what's going on insert your five selfies okay but what she did she used her platform still talk about alicia keys she used her platform she was vulnerable i think there's something to be said about vulnerability as well when you are able to be vulnerable and transparent about some of the things that maybe you don't like about yourself like you had mentioned before i think that it it makes connections with other people it makes you more real um, people open up more to you. And also she let us know, individuals that are seen as leaders and influencers, that we should be using our platforms mm -hmm. to deliver those kinds of messages. Again, shout out to the ones that like to use filters. We are not saying don't use a filter. But when you think that that famous word of, you know, that popular word flawless is the reality, it's not. You're not going to be flawless everybody has something unique about them mm -hmm. everybody has some if you have crooked teeth gap teeth crossed eyes whatever it is those are the things that make you unique and those are the things that you should eventually feel comfortable about having because not everybody has that that's unique for you and learning how to embrace that so as leaders we got to be able to push those kind of narratives there's something about diversity and us being able to embrace that uniqueness. Again, that creativeness that filters provide, that creativeness that makeup does and all of that, nothing wrong with it. But when it starts to really shape your mentality about who you are, especially on the inside, that's where it becomes an issue and a concern for me. Insert myself, you need no filter. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we had this conversation last week about the fact that, um, on TikTok, you know, there's everybody. I love the bold glamour filter on TikTok, but you Shamaya have been, you know, she's out. This is my kids are, I have great children and that they keep me like they, they will check me. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if they feel like I'm using the filter too much, and they're like, okay, come on, mom, you know, like you liked yourself last week before they even developed the filter. And so, what I noticed was one day I was sitting there and I was making this get ready to do a video. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, something's wrong with my face. Like, this is not right. So like, what's, what's, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, 
chick, what's wrong with you? Like, this is you. <laughs> this is the real you. This is not the filter. And so now I will make sure that I, like, I have like this, uh, I'm not going to say I have a definitive number, but I know that, okay, you've used the filter too much. Like, you guys mm -hmm. showed the real you. And it's something that my children told me when I ever first got on TikTok. My treasure would say, all right, my, you know, nobody likes the ones who go on social media and look polished all the time. Mm -hmm. Show the real you too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Because if like, let's say you get invited to like some huge conference or something and all you have are the filtered pictures and you get there and they're gonna be like, <laughs> gonna know wait, who is that? Yeah. This is the oh, yeah. wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. You it's look true. totally different. So we, and, and, you know, the topic was the use misuse and overuse of filters these children most of them are not going to just stop using filters and i think that we are making them feel like it's a problem because i mean adults sometimes we just make everything that we're not used to a problem instead of you know talking to them about it and figuring out why they're doing it is it too much you know yeah. how can we have the conversation with these children to make sure that it's balanced that they aren't using a filter because they don't like they they don't like something about themselves mm -hmm. but my whole goal is to get everybody to when i ask them what do you like about you that you are addressing something about your self-esteem your confidence your education something that is not i don't want to say tangible but something that is not physical because yes, you know, obviously mentally things can change too, but do you realize how difficult it is when somebody graduates from high school that has been playing sports since they were in fifth grade, mm -hmm. right? Now all of a sudden they go to college and maybe they're not playing. Freshman 15 is real, you know? So they go away to school and then they come back home in the summertime and um, there goes, uh, uh, um, Samantha saying, Oh girl, you put on some weight yeah. in, in school, you know? Mm -hmm. Or um, you know, you you just always we I think sometimes I feel like we need to stop addressing them physically, period. Yeah. We don't need nothing to say nothing about their the way they look physically at all, whether we feel like is good or bad, because they do take it in so much and it just yeah. plays on them so Let me tell I'm sorry. When I was younger, right? <clears throat> so I, I was affirmed at a very young age, right? My parents told me, you can do whatever you want to do, Erica. You're smarter than the next. You're more athletic. You're more creative. I grew up in Mississippi. So mm -hmm. that was something that was embedded in me. Mississippi is going to be, if not the most racist state in our country, at least it was once upon a time. And so they had to make sure that they ingrained that in me. On top of that, my mom used to tell me this one thing. She said, if you don't get a husband, it won't be because of two things. You can't cook or because you're overweight. And she did her utmost in making sure that I could cook and that I kept myself up. And to this day, shout out to my mom because she said she was going to be watching. But to this day, she makes sure that she reminds me, Erica, now you're putting on a little bit of weight there. Or Erica, you know, you may want to slow down because them hips, you got them hips like how we have. But I'm like, I like my hips. Mm. <laughs> you know, I like my curves. 
curves, you know, everyone's standard of beauty is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, my and, and I've gained some weight, but my weight, it does not interfere with my health. I have a clean bill of health. I'm a cardiac patient, so I have to keep up with my annual visit. So I make sure that I am good. Um, husband doesn't complain. I can still fit in my clothes. I feel good, you know. Um, and so I'm, I'm at the point now where I know how to take in and internalize certain things, but then and just know, okay, it's my mom, and then she just wants the best for me, right? <laughs> but I do think that in in a respectful way, I think that we do need to empower ourselves. What are we going to do? Just wait till that generation just fades away? Or, you know, because they're living, people are living longer and longer. And so they, because what does it, what I've seen is, even though they're not saying it to me anymore, you know, these are who I'm taking my children to, to, to watch and babysit my children. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want my mom or my aunties or my grandmother to talk to my children the way I know that they talk to me. Mm. And so, you know, I, I yeah, I'm, I empowered myself. No, you're not going to tell. You're not going to do to her mm -hmm. what you did to me. And but since you brought up the weight, like that's another thing. Like we have told people to love. We we are so into telling people to love themselves, right? And to love every part about us, even when they really don't. So where we are forgetting about the about the fact that being overweight is unhealthy, right? And so are we really going to keep telling people it's okay? It's okay. It's okay. Yes, I love you. Yes, I accept you for who you are. You I remember and you it was like you actually said to me one day. Um well my, you know, I think it was your you like, well, you know, if not for you, think about the person that has to carry your casket. Were you the one who said that to me? Yeah. Yeah. Think about the one who has to carry your casket. And it might seem like it's harsh. But like these are these are realities. Yeah. Hypertension is at an all-time high. It always has been in, in the black community. Mm -hmm. Diabetes is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And so are we really still gonna keep walking around and telling people you don't have to do anything about it? You look great. Yeah, maybe you do look great, mm -hmm. but are you really healthy? I think the controversy with that comes into play when the person who was mentioning your weight or speaking on it. It, it's not revolved around health. A lot of times it's about mm -hmm. like a man, you know, and I, I said mm -hmm. last week, my aunt told me or family member, whoever, she said, you know, if you lost some weight, you can get any man you want. And so that mm -hmm. to me is not about health. That's it has nothing to do with health and the better of me, you know, it's mm -hmm. about. And so I think that's where the controversy and the, the insecurities come into play because you're not concerned about my health, mm -hmm. the person that says those things. So like you just yeah. worried about whether or not I'm going to. And I, yeah. I, I really don't think that has anything to do with it. You might get a better man than you get um, otherwise. Yeah. Like that really should have nothing to do with it. I've always made the joke of, about, well, not a joke, but like Chris, Chris, he loves thick women. He just does. I have never, my husband has loved me from um, skinny or thick slikes. It don't, it does not matter. Uh, so yeah, it, there's going to be somebody that's looking, but you are not going to be loved if you can't even admit that you don't love yourself. Yeah, so if you are comfortable being a certain size, that's great. Yeah. But don't let anybody force you to say, if you're not comfortable with your nose, right? You Don't make nobody tell you, you got to be comfortable. 
Because all they're doing is telling you to lie. Mm -hmm. And I'm not telling people to lie yeah. anymore. I'm just yeah. not. Yeah. And I've been doing it for years and years and years. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling people, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I love my nose. Mm -hmm. No, I accept my nose. Mm -hmm. My nose doesn't make me. It doesn't change who I am. Because that is not, at the end of the day, I am Patricia. Mm -hmm. Okay? And Patricia, this is just the physical person that I am. But who I am is here and here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not going around telling it. If you don't like something about your spouse, rather you at least be honest. Mm -hmm. What I tell me and my mom have like talks like that all the time, and what I tell my mom is I say, Mama, if it's something that you don't like about yourself, and if it's something that is make bringing you down so much, and you can't even like, oh, I can't even, I don't even want to go because I just don't like the way that this outfit looks on me like oh look at my stomach i'm like mama change it you you have the ability to so change it if it's something that you can be changing if something that you just truly can't accept change it because you can lose the weight to get rid of the belly if it just bothers you that bad or if you know it's bad for me i'm struggling to breathe when i've been down lose the Lose the weight, change it. I mean, as adults, we can't continue to have these insecurities of our own, but then at the in the same breath, tell these children that they have to love. And that is what is happening in therapist's office, it's happening in doctor's offices. People are telling these kids that they have to love everything, but at the same time, like you said, you ain't coming out the house unless you got you know your makeup on and your lashes did and your nails done, but you're yeah. gonna tell these children. Or you have to love. No, let's let's figure out what's going on here, and then let's do what we can do to help them accept what they can't not change and change the things that they can. I was having a conversation with one of my friends recently, and going back to what you said earlier, she was like, "They should have taught us in school balance." And I'm like, well, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "Balance. If they taught us balance, the world would be a much better place." I'm like, "Girl, elaborate," because I'm lost at this point, right? And she was like, "You know, yes, I'm beautiful." But what about the days that I don't feel as beautiful? Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to tell me, yeah, you're beautiful. You look amazing. No, tell me how to cope with the emotions of when I don't feel so great. And so I just feel like that was just like, okay, you got a really good point. You know, you got a point because we don't always feel the best. And we don't, you know, and I know earlier you talked about Alicia Keys. That was impactful for you. I think maybe I was probably a little bit younger. I remember the no makeup. But it didn't impact mm -hmm. me at that time. But uh, Jada Pinkett mm -hmm. was the one for me. And she was just talking about on one of her um, talk shows about you know her having long hair all the time and it became the definition of her it was what mm -hmm. defined her you know yeah people your hair is so is that your real hair that's got to be a wig she's like no this is mine you know mm -hmm. and then eventually as she started to age or life went on she started having alopecia mm -hmm. and so she was like missing chunks in her hair and she said like every time she showered and water hit her hair it, it was just clump, you know just falling out by the handful mm -hmm. and so now she had to be like okay who am i without mm -hmm. this hair and so the statement that I feel like she made was one talking about it, being vulnerable in that vulnerable state, mm -hmm. which I feel like brings power. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and two, she shaved her head. And she I did. really like the shaved head look. I think yeah. she looks amazing. But yeah. regardless of how I think she looks, you can't we can't deny. And she said it. She doesn't always feel great. You know, she yeah. said initially she was wearing like turbans on her head mm -hmm. because she didn't want to accept the fact and couldn't handle. Like, I don't have hair anymore. You know what I mean? So I just think that the balance is where it you know, I think that we've got to do a better job at empowering them. 
outside of the physical aspects of them so that as life happens, um, that their self-esteem won't. Now, there's always going to be, you know, if if, if you have breast cancer and, and you lose your breasts, we're women, yeah, you know? But if we start having these conversations, in my opinion, if we start having these conversations more now, like what's going on at, at over at my selfie, um, needs no filter, then we empower them and we we have them empower them so that they know who they are, so that they love who they are, you yeah. know? And yeah. the more you love who you are, the easier it is to love and appreciate and accept what you look like. That is true. And I love to bring up the fact that, um, especially in how I was brought up, we're typically taught to say, I love you to someone else. We're typically not taught to say, I love me or I love you while looking at your reflection in the mirror. Right? What <laughs> y'all laughing at? So what I, she said, that's me, honey. I done told myself I love my belly 3,478 times and I still don't like it. I'm not saying it no more. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> yes, self-love self is I mean, it is it, it encompasses and carries all the other selfies. But before we can even talk about self-love, there's a prerequisite to that. And that is self-like. You got to learn to like yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. We got to start there. And then eventually, hopefully, we'll be able to get to that ultimate level, that ultimate gift, which is self-love. Because when everyone else is gone, when everyone else has you know gone on about their day and you find yourself alone whether it's in your thoughts or physically you're still left with self mm -hmm. and baby what, what miss mary james is telling and i've told you this before it don't matter where you go is that what you're talking that's about that's right i used to oh god those words just trigger me listen because my <laughs> mom <used> to, <laughs> listen my mom you know growing up and sometimes even now in my mind if i go to this city or go to this place or do this i'm gonna be a whole different person just wait till i mm -hmm. move to washington yes, dc i'm gonna be a whole new shamaya they're not gonna know what's coming yeah. my mama will always tell me girl it don't matter where you go shamaya will always be there and it's like girl leave yeah. me alone but yeah. when you really <laughs> think about it it's like no this girl be following and I am experiencing the same things, feelings, mm -hmm. emotions that I went through in Alabama. What is going on here? Maybe it's a curse. I don't know. But no. just, you know, the, yeah, it, it, what was it, Miss Mary Jane? Miss yeah. Mary Jane. And, and cause I used to uh, jump around from, from when I was on here, I would jump around from shop to shop, get mad, uh, pack all my stuff up and, you know, just belligerent. If they, if they, if belligerent was ever a girl, it was me. <laughs> I'm totally honest. And one day I was, you know, mad with her. Here I go, Miss Mary Jane is like the sweetest person. She won't tell you, but she's the sweetest person. But whatever she said, it hit the wrong button. So I'm packing up my stuff, getting ready to go. She said, I'm not going to try to stop you from leaving. She said, but I'm going to tell you something. Wherever you go, Trish going to still be there. Yeah. And yeah. when I tell you, it hit me in my gut and I've tried to live by that. You know, since then, I was, you know, I, I didn't do a whole lot of changing still back then, but it's something that I still remind myself that I had to work on Trish, yeah. you know, and like you said, and I never, I never answered it as far as myself, but like you said, you got to be stuck in the room with yourself mm -hmm. or like, even like my family, like there have been times when I, 
would yell and holler and scream so much that I would give my own self a headache. You know, my heart starts beating. I'm shaking. And I have done this to myself because, you know, I don't know how to control my emotions and I let them take me there. Right. Mm. But we do we really let people take us there or do we allow, allow ourselves to respond the way that we shouldn't respond? And so if I like in thinking of what do I like about Patricia, um, I like the way I love people would be the number one thing. Um, I like the fact that I love to learn more. I like that I connect with people. Um, I like the fact that I feel like God has given me a spirit of discernment, you know, that he gives me exactly what he wants me to say if I listen and don't move on my own. Um, and so I like that I can be a blessing to people that I don't even know, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I had to say what I don't like about me, it's still not gonna be anything physical. I don't like how petty I can be sometimes. Uh, I don't like the attitude that I can quickly get sometimes. And so, you know, I try to really sit back and be honest about what I don't like about myself, but I wanted to do it. And but still, like, even when I was thinking, it, it wasn't something I had to force myself to say, well, not the physical, mm -hmm. because it's just so like it has nothing to do with who I am. And I think that's what's missing is we got to help these kids figure out who they are. And if they don't like something, let them address it. And then we figure out how. I think one of those it. barriers in doing that that I've encountered is being able to be open and honest and them wanting to listen, mm -hmm. okay? And so one of the things that we bring up is who's on your front row? Some people say who's in your circle and things like that, who's on your team, who's in your tribe. But I love to phrase this, who's on your front row? So if this is the play or story of your life, this is your life story and you are the star, you're on the stage, front and center. Who's on your front row right now? Who's on your front row clapping for you, cheering you on, giving you those positive affirmations? You know, who is it that you can go to for those warm and fuzzy, give you some good advice? But also what comes with that, if they're really on your front row and really um, there to support you, they may tell you some things that you may not want to hear. They may tell you some things out of love that they feel will be beneficial for you. And if they do that, some people call it constructive criticism. Some people call it productive feedback, whatever you want to coin it. If you hear those things, how do you respond? Like you had mentioned about, you know, the weight and it being a health risk. If someone is mentioning and commenting on your health and we know that you are predisposed, whether it's, you know, genetically or whatever, to these different health risks and they bring that to your attention, how do you respond to that? You know, you have to be willing to take in some of that stuff because we know that not that's if they're on your front row now, because some mm -hmm. people, they just want to drop thought. It's nothing constructive about what they have to say. They just want to bring you down. But if they're truly on your front row and they truly do have your best interest in mind, how do you respond when people bring certain things to your attention? And it's not to lower your self-esteem. 
It's not to minimize your self-confidence. It's not to you know make you feel any kind of way about yourself. It's strictly to try to help and empower you because they they want to see you well. Um, some people don't know how to take that constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Can I can I can I be? Um... I would call it the the devil's advocate for lack of a better way to phrase it. I do agree that some people don't know how to take it, but I will also add to that and say, I feel like some people don't know how to give give it. it. Because it's like, I would tell people all the time, I'm I'm open to constructive criticism. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But when you come in and you start with a negative, I'm already on the defense. But if you start with a positive, like, you know, you were so pretty, but I am worried about your your health and your weight it's like you started with your pretty you know but now Mm -hmm. let's think about the weight too but when you just come in with so many of the negatives i'm already like get out of my face i can't take you know what i mean so i just i do agree with you but i just wanted to add that sometimes people don't know how to provide that and another thing i know like for me whenever i'm giving constructive criticism i want to make sure a person doesn't think that i'm just targeting them Mm -hmm. so i make sure to point out things that i can work on myself too Mm -hmm. so while i'm telling you 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 should be better at communicating like you could definitely do better at communicating i'm also saying i could definitely be more approachable i can definitely be more comforting to where you can feel that you should be better at communicating with me she's 18 (laughs) y'all Yeah, keep throwing it up. That's eighteen. <laughs> so, um, Shamaya, in uh, you when you say one of you said something about you know who your audience is, who your support team, and who who's talking to you and bringing you this constructive criticism. Um, it, most of my followers would know that Shamaya and I are like we're just getting to the place where we can sit down, you know, and have these kind of mommy daughter daughter <laughs> conversations. We haven't always got along the greatest. And we've had we've said it before, both of us right here on the show. There have been times when you walked in the house and you like, and I, you know, what you got on? What's wrong with your hair? You know, or what's this or what's that? And you're like, like sometimes I just don't feel like you like me because like you I come over here and all you got is something negative. And then what did I say? Do you remember? Mm-mm. Well, I, I was I was honest to say, well, you know what? I think about it. I really don't. It was at a time when, yeah, it was at a time where I really didn't. I loved her. Absolutely. But as far as liking her, I didn't like her. I didn't like me. Like, I didn't like anything about me emotionally and internally at that time. Right. And so there again, how do we really keep telling these people like, how am I capable of loving you the way you need to be loved? I don't even know how to love me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk to me. I don't know how to encourage myself. I don't know how to motivate me. I don't know how to look and, and say, oh, Trish, you're beautiful. I don't, I don't like anything about me. Yeah. But now you expect me to make y'all believe that I can go do that for this person. Right. right? And so now when, like, when I see her, now that we've mended, you know, we've healed, yeah, I can actually see you know, that yes, you are beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I do like you. So it's like, like you get into it with somebody and you expect for that person, what am I trying to say? Cause I don't want to make it seem like that, but like you, like you don't have a good relationship with somebody. You really don't like somebody and you expect them to be able to receive 
compliments. I don't I'm not receiving many compliments from somebody that really doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. And you see can, what I'm saying? You can feel that. Yeah. And I was talking to one of my friends because you know how sometimes you're in situations or you're talking to somebody, or you're going through something and you have to think about like, did this just happen to me? Like you mm-hmm. can be on the phone with somebody and they get an attitude or you're at work and somebody just pops off and you're like, wait a minute, she's talking to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But going back to what you said, you people can feel that you don't like them. And one of my friends, this is how she she was like, I was a honest moment. I was talking to my dogs and I was cursing. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're cursing. I'm like, girl, they don't know what a curse word is. They're dogs, right? And she was like, well, I guess that makes sense. But what we realized is what they do understand is tone. And so even if they mm-hmm. don't understand the actual word that I'm saying, they understand the tone that's associated with it. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. associated with it. So going back to what you said, it's like, I, I know when you don't like me, I can feel it. That good intuition. Oh, I know she don't like me. You know what I'm saying? So yes, you will you will not be but able sometimes to that's internal though. Sometimes that's the opposite, sometimes it's reverse. Yeah, sometimes true. you really don't like them, yeah. right? And so that's what we're gonna close with. We're gonna talk about that. We got about seven minutes. We start a little bit late. Sometimes you gotta recognize when you don't like somebody, and it might be for no absolute reason at all. Like seriously, no, it's true. like you get on, so you follow somebody on social media, right? And every time they say something, you're like, oh, and you're like, there you go. But you always got something to say. You know what's crazy? I don't unfollow them. And I get so triggered. I'm like, and it's the craziest thing is I do not unfollow them. It's like, girl, just push. Even if I push it with the snooze button, just push the snooze button. I still won't do it. It's like the a human part of me is like, well, just see what they're gonna say tomorrow. And I'm thinking for the story, like, this girl gets on my nerves. Like, they've done nothing to you. You're just different. You just ain't on the same page. Like, you you think differently. And you don't have, like, you don't even know this person. You don't even know this person. So you don't have to connect with them. So why you would continue? Because, yeah, I've unfollowed a lot of people because they I felt that way. So why am I going to make myself feel that way when I don't have to? I can just not follow. I'm not unfriending them. You know, I'm just not going to follow them because for some reason, whatever it is, and who knows, God just might not want you to have, see something that, that they got. Right. That, yeah. You know? Yeah. That so is true. Right them people. Clean, clean your feed. Clean your feed. <laughs> feed, feed your feed. news them because you might want to go look at what they say in the morrow. I don't know. But at least news them. So I don't know. Just... No, you might be able to come back in a month when you worked on yourself and you and might realize it's actually you, not them. Sometimes they just pushing buttons, you know? Sometimes they are actually saying something and it's pushing, it's triggering you, it's pushing your buttons. They're saying something that's true, something you might have been through, and then you all, she know everything. You know, oh, here she go again. And it might just, it might not be them. It might be you. They might be saying something that you don't want to hear, but maybe you need to hear it. But if it's bothering you that much, don't follow them, honey. I say all the time, I am not letting stuff disrupt or disturb my peace. So if I keep getting that triggered feeling, yeah, let's change something. It, pay attention to your to what you feel like on the inside, your emo. Pay attention to what you feel like when somebody says things about your your in internally or externally. And be more comfortable saying, telling somebody when you don't like it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like when somebody comments on your hips or your breast or your hair, you got to get comfortable saying you know, you tell me that every time and I really appreciate it. I don't know why, but it makes me uncomfortable. 
Could you please not do that? That's, I've had to say that to my mom before, or like just different people. Like when someone will come up to me and be like, you look so skinny. Like, oh my God, you lost so much weight. And for me, it's like, I know for you, it's, I guess you're complimenting me, but yes. to me, weight is a touchy subject. Mm -hmm. So when you say something like that, I'm like, okay, well, I, I haven't been noticing I'm losing weight. Have I, have I like not been eating or like what's, what's going on? Let me see. Or like, is that a bad thing? Like, do I look like I'm losing weight too quickly or like, am I actually losing weight? Are they just saying that? It's like... And it could go both ways, whether a person is overweight or underweight. Mm -hmm. Someone could be underweight trying to gain weight. And it's like, you'll tell them, girl, you, you're gaining weight. And they're like, what? Like, I, I want to, but it doesn't look yeah. good. And they've been yeah. wanting to gain weight for so long and mm -hmm. vice versa. So, Because I had to stop, you know, y'all know I'm a butt girl. I, I don't have one. You know, like, I love, I've talked to that Facebook thing I used to say, if you see me looking at your butt, girl, it, it ain't because I want you. I'm just trying to pick mine out. Okay. So, but I had to stop, you know, commenting on, or even like my girls, like um, you or Kristen or Treasure. Uh, and I, I think it was Eunice who brought it to my attention because I had commented, I think, on, on Kristen's behind. And she was like, girl, why you say that? And I was like, what? I love her, but I wish I had her, but... And she was like, you know what, you know, that doesn't mean that she likes for you to comment on it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they can feel uh, uncomfortable. And so I went and I, I asked Kristen, I hope she don't mind me sharing this. And so I said, Kristen, well, you know, how does it make you feel when I mention or I comment about, you know, how nice I think your butt is, how big your butt is? She said, I don't like it. And I'm like, are you serious? I mean, I'm making her feel bad, right? Because mm -hmm. are you serious? Why would you not like that? And uh, rather than saying, okay, well, tell me, tell me like what, what makes you uncomfortable about that? And she says, well, because sometimes like it makes her back hurt or sometimes, you know, it can draw the wrong attention. And so I had to be more mindful of just commenting, especially on young girls, especially on younger girls. Yeah. I was going to say that like, um, when you're telling somebody like, Oh, I love, like your body is so perfect. Like what? You don't like your body. You don't like your butt, girl. I wish I had that. Mm -hmm. But to you, that may be complimenting them and boosting them up. But to them, that may be like, oh my god. Like maybe I, maybe I should just Except. stop. Like mm -hmm. because, like I hate, I hate my butt. But like, yeah, this person they don't have a butt. Or like, yeah, this I can't say like oh I'm I'm too skinny or whatever because this person is big and like you don't want to make someone feel bad about themselves but you still have your own insecurities so at the end somebody said at the beginning of the day and the end of, anyway at the end of the day <laughs> it does not matter what you think about how somebody views themselves what matters is what they accept and what they like about themselves so we shouldn't probably say things like oh girl you crazy i wish i had because now you're making me feel like dang i should just put up with this i should just accept i, I should just accept this I or i can't say yeah I, i'll just be i should just be quiet i can't be honest with you i can't tell you even though you my mom or even though you my sister i can't come to you and tell you what i like my share with you my insecurities 
because you're going to downplay it and tell me that I shouldn't be insecure about it. But I've already told you that I am. Yeah. So now I just want you to help me figure out how to not be insecure about this or to at least accept, like I said, accept what we can't change. Change the things we can and accept the things we can't. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Anyway, I have enjoyed y'all so we're gonna have to come back for a part three, four, five. I could talk about this. <laughs> yeah, because I want to touch on, on how you know I'm all about girl power, women power, you know, because we are I'm just kidding, but no, men, I feel like men are not recognized when it comes to their insecurities. I want to talk about that one. They, I mean, because they don't you said right now. One day one day. Oh, one day. Because yeah, like um, hope I don't get in trouble for this, but like Chris, I, I I never knew like he had these insecurities when it like if he'll gain when he gains weight or something, and I'm like I want to take a picture, and you think y'all think it'd be me sometimes, right? We'll take a picture. Wait, let me see. Let me see. Yeah. I don't like that. One. I don't like that. One. Men do that. Men absolutely do that too. You know because we're, we're women are the only ones who age. Mm-mm. men age too and speaking yeah. of aging you know what there's like barbers and i know we're not going to talk about this because we only got like 30 seconds but anyway barbers they have come up with a way to like do beard transplants and hair transplants and so and people are ridiculing these men on facebook but like, we can wear weave all, all day, day. Yeah. but a man the, the, moment, the moment they do it they're not keeping it real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the craziest thing to me yeah. i said this earlier and i hope i don't offend nobody but if we are keeping it real, and this probably isn't an exact number, but I'm going to say 90% of a female these days is fake. We got fake hair, fake nails, fake lashes. We're wearing makeup. Um, a lot of what we are physically is not real, mm-hmm. right? So we at least got to keep this. This is what's real. This is just your outward appearance. It doesn't matter if you get um, a BBL or if you get your stomach done, you still got to work on changing on the inside. Yes. So I don't care. I don't consider you fake because you wear hair. I don't consider you fake because you wear lashes. I don't consider you fake. What you say out of here, this little circle thing, what you say out of there, and how you behave and how you approach people, how, how you, you treat others, people, how you treat people. Yeah, that that's what is what makes you fake or not fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's not about what you look like. It's about who, who you are. It's about who, who are. you are, and it has nothing to do. Yeah, so y'all can go get all this. That's your part. That's your personal choice. I just want us to stop making people feel so bad. Like in one breath, you know, we walk around here with, with 24 inches, but we have the audacity to call somebody fake because they decide to get something on their body altered when we wear we won't even leave the house without a wig on mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying we won't even leave the house without a wig on you ain't going out of town unless you get your lashes done but we want to call the people who decide to just what is it that it's permanent is it that it's permanent that makes a difference i asked this question on in the facebook group today and i promise i'm gonna, be, I'm gonna go i asked this question in the facebook today and it was a poll and the first question i should probably just pull it up hold on i'll go to it so i can see because I believe the first poll question was, let me see, let me get to the jaw. Somebody say something while I look it up. Go to All right. So the first option on the poll was, 
I've never had any type of enhancements, including hair extensions, lash, lash extensions, nail extensions, gotten a relaxer, wore nail color, hair color, worn a girdle or AKA a body shaper, and I don't wear makeup. The response to that what? was zero. zero. It has to be. <laughs> zero. That is not a shot. Okay. The next, the next choice was I've worn at least one item in option one, but I don't consider them to be any type of physical or cosmetic enhancement. 81%. 81% I do it, but I don't think it's an enhancement. So I don't know if y'all didn't read all the way right. to the end. I don't know if y'all didn't read to the end or what. But 81% of you said, yeah, I've, I've gotten one of them, but I don't consider it an enhancement. And it is. If I decide to draw my lashes on or get permanent, you know, microblading, they're both enhancements. You know, it's just I don't got to do as much work if I just go ahead and let them yeah, put it in, it, like permanently. Mm -hmm. But what's the difference? It's okay for me to do that, but don't touch your butt. Don't touch your stomach. You know, you went out here and you had all of these babies. Mm -hmm. But God forbid you go out and you say you want to get a tummy tuck, tuck, and then that's an enhancement. But we put on these girdles and we put on these body shapers or waist trainers. And, and that's not new because mm -hmm. the old, our seasoned, you know, grandma and them, they didn't play about that. You was going to put you on a slip oh, yeah. and, and your, 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 girdle, your girdle and your holes. Mm -hmm. And you needed to look, you, you needed to have on a bra and they need to be sitting up pretty. And you needed to look like nice in your clothes. So what's the difference in me saying, you know what? This waist trainer is very uncomfortable. And I just choose to go ahead and, and get a tummy tuck. It's no different. I, it's 81% really of y'all feel like it is though. Yeah. yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, Maybe they didn't understand the question. The question. To read to the end. Yeah. And I don't think that we're here saying that there's anything wrong with the enhancements. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like I like to wear lashes whenever it's time to get made up. Okay. I like my nails done. You know, I like to put on makeup and things of that nature. There's nothing wrong with that. Um and so we're not saying that. We're not saying there's anything wrong with wearing hair extensions. Because we I mean because we, we all do. We right? all we do. We do. Um but because it's fun <laughs> and we're girls and we like it. We do that. Right? The problem problem comes in again with the type of impact and impression it has on your own life where without these things my self-esteem and self-confidence is on the floor i can't function oh no 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 we've been have company oh let me go run and you Enjoy know my wig. yes let me go you know which i mean maybe hair isn't good okay maybe it is looking like you know chicken Sticking up on top of your head. Okay, there's that point. But when it absolutely starts to play into those five selfies that we already mentioned, that's where it becomes a problem. And even for men, you know, yes, they do the hair transplants, and I don't know what this chalk is that men. Oh, I don't like, like it though. This don't like it. I like it. It's like it's the supposed to stay on there. It's supposed to stay on. I think just the first haircut though. It's just the fresh haircut. Mm -hmm. What, the, what is it? Is it like when you slick your edges back for women? That's their edge control. <laughs> no, it's like okay. edge concealing your eyebrows, but for me. Okay. Is it really because I it's not because I, I think it's like it's just like a highlight. Like, like yeah, you, 
Yeah, like we, yeah, yes, like when you, yeah, like if we when we put on brows, we see we have like a light some yeah. concealer here and a concealer yeah. there, right? And so it just kind of makes your your brows. You that was on point. Okay. So they spray, and then they get yeah. their little chalk line. Even the kids I, get the spray. Well, see, I didn't know that. It makes sense now, but I thought I guess the barber just wants us to know he can draw a straight line. <laughs> I really did not know. <laughs> I don't get it. But it I mean, you know, the point is to each his own. You know what I mean? To each his own. If if that's what makes you feel comfortable and if that's what, you know, helps to boost your self-esteem, it's just like um that maybe this is just me. You know how whenever you get your car detailed and your windows are nice, you'd be like, oh, it is dry, it even rise. So much better. <laughs> or when your when your sons get a haircut, oh he yeah. Acts, he acts yeah. So it's just something about you know when you're done up that it, it does make you feel better sometimes when you feel good you look good sometimes it does make you feel better about yourself so again nothing wrong with that but we love it when you get your nails done you even grab your phone differently uh -huh. you know, you <laughs> Okay. You know, when there, yeah. there. This is the famous. I just got my so, hair done. Yeah. So, so, so true. I remember how they drug um, Gabby Douglas so after the um, during the Olympic Olympics when she was out there, or just you know, and even Simone Biles when she got married. How social media drug her, and I always say that whatever. Is whatever negative thing that you that draws your attention the most is your insecurity. Yeah. Okay, if you see me and you can um, tell that my wig is pushed back right away, or you know maybe mm -hmm. I didn't lay my lace down because I was in a hurry or whatever. If that's the first thing you see, yeah, that is your insecurity. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the person that left out with it. They're fine. They're comfortable with it, and they're not bothering you at all you know right. and so pay attention you know to those people that's who, a good point yeah mm -hmm. pay attention to those people even in your circle yeah. you know and because if they do it to them mm -hmm. they'll do it to you yep i've talked to people and they'll be like oh my god girl why is her she's so big i'm like girl, i'm big too so this is how you feel about right. me this is how you feel about me you know yeah. or they'll talk about somebody somebody else right They'll talk about somebody, or it could even be somebody in their family, and they will like just dog these people uh, physically or mentally or whatever. And you really expect me to believe that either when I'm not here or when you upset with me, that you're not doing the same thing. You better listen to those cues, listen to that gut feeling. Again, I could have stayed here forever and a day and talk about this, but we got to go home and cook, honey. So we need to bounce out of here. We're going to let, uh, thank you everybody for joining Journey with Trish, the podcast tonight. Thank you yes. to Miss Erica yes. Lanes of My Selfie Has No Filter. Yes. My Selfie Needs No Filter. Needs no filter. Don't Make, forget to drop your links and stuff in the comments. Okay. She will drop those links in, in the comments so it. you can follow um, follow her on social media, join the Facebook group. Yes. Facebook group is for male and female. Yes. Uh -huh. Um, and then you know, subscribe to her websites as well. You're looking yeah. for a speaker, yes. she does speaker, you like speaking engagements, workshops, seminars. Um, you fill out a, a booking form, you pretty much have what it is that you're looking for. We have a newsletter, a monthly newsletter, so that is definitely a great way to stay informed, get updates, get some good fun life hacks, to get some tips and things of that 
nature. So subscribe to the newsletter as well. I'll drop that in the comments. And the one thing I did want you to tell me, the event, the big event that you have every year. Yes. So we have a camp. Tell me about the camp. Yeah. Yeah. So we have myself and you know, filter little ladies of leadership conference. So we just wrapped up our second one at the University of West Florida in Pensacola, Florida. Phenomenal, phenomenal event. When I say phenomenal um, guest speakers, uh, dynamic um, performances, vendors. Um, oh my gosh, gangs. We had a face painter this year, 360 selfie booth, free food, um, door prizes, giveaways. I mean, we did it big. We had a live band there, the Scambia High School Jazz Band. Uh, it wasn't like Frankie Beverly or Maze or anybody <laughs> like that, but they came and they did their thing. And um, I mean, it was an opportunity for these girls to get in a room with other girls of their age and not only network, but to feel empowered, to hear from some of the, what's the word, season? Mm-hmm. Some of the se- more seasoned leaders who are actually doing the deal every day and just to connect with them, get up close and personal. And so we did that last year, we did it this year. Also did our first summer camp this year. We served about 200 girls in the Scambia awesome. County. We fed them, we entertained them. They did different um, camp sessions. Kennedy was one of our campers, and then she got promoted to a camp counselor. Okay, <laughs> so she was, you know, big time. And at that moment, we did some field trips. We got a party bus because, you know, we got to do it on you know top tier. So <laughs> on our field trips, we took a party bus and we had the neon lights and music and all that stuff going. And then we had a career day. So the girls came dressed like what they wanted to be when they grew up. And then I had a panel of professional women who were from different backgrounds who came and spoke to the girls. And then the girls had to stand in front of them. We had girls on day one who did not have that level of self-confidence on day one. By day five on career day, oh, those girls had taken that that podium. They were telling the who, what, when, where, why I want to do this and what I'm planning on doing with my life and how much money it is and I'm planning on making. And Kennedy was like, listen. I'm going to be a famous makeup artist. Y'all need to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> if you want your face to be. So, yeah, those are the two biggest events that we do. Tell me about you. Um, I do makeup and I have an Instagram page. It's makeup by K. What's well, makeup by and then underscore K, K-A-E. Okay. okay. And where do you do makeup? Um, I travel, so I'll bring my little my little bag with all my makeup and come set up at your house, and I'll do your beat for. We're in Mobile, so you'll travel to what? What's your um your catchment area? Where will you travel? So, so far, I've just I've been doing only in Pensacola, but I'm willing to you know if you need me to travel to Mobile, I don't know if I will go any further than that. <laughs> that's already like you know an hourish away, but um, I've I've. T- Told some people here in Mobile and in like uh, Bromley and Bayminet and stuff like that. So, um, and I'm I I travel to Bayminet and Mobile a lot, especially on weekends. So if you need me, book me and I will book travel my to you. Girl, yes. listen, I want everybody to have a phenomenal, phenomenal Thanksgiving. Um, I'm not gonna worry about how much I. I don't like my stomach on Thursday. I'm gonna eat. Okay. Um, so please don't don't comment on it and don't ask me. Don't try to watch my my diet. I'll do that myself. Yeah. Worry about my many. Yeah, let me do me. I'm I have been on a keto diet and have lost a few pounds, but come Thursday.
birthday that is going out the, the window. window. Don't mention you it to me. You look good. You're supposed good. to be uh, uh. Let's start <laughs> right here. Right. Mind your business. Don't mind my plate. <laughs> Listen, we love y'all so much, and we want you to do whatever you got to do to love yourself. Right? Yes, yes. Jemai, you want to go ahead and pray yourself? I sure will. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you first and foremost for opening our eyes this morning to see a new day. We thank you for giving us another opportunity to at this life. God, we thank you for bringing us here safely and ask that you give us travel and grace and mercy on our way home. I thank you for placing me in a woman full of a room full of black excellence amongst these amazing women. God, we thank you for what you continue to do and for the things that you have yet to do for us. We ask that you continue to allow us to be an enlightenment and empowerment to young women across the world and hopefully one day across the entire nation. God, we ask that you again allow us to make it home safely and and we hope that this food come this Thanksgiving is going to be amazing because we are sure going to enjoy it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you. We love y'all. God bless y'all. Good night. Bye. Bye.